Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate podcast, or better known as YES. It's uh, Jim Riley and Rod Coons here. Rod, what's happening, partner? Hey, everybody out there. I'll tell you, we had our first snow of the season, and I learn a new lesson every year with the first snow. And so uh, I'm inspired is what I am. I'm tired. I found muscles I haven't used in a while. And I'll tell a quick story on myself, Jim, because I don't know if this happened to you, but I didn't put my snow brush, you know, the ice scrapers and stuff in my car, even though I knew the snow was coming. And you, you just make that mistake once. Yes. <laughs> so I made it. Especially on the kind of snowstorm we had. And you commented on the video that I posted yesterday that my snowplow was buried in my shed. It's funny. I've received more comments and texts on that than just about anything else. I think people enjoy uh, pain through through uh, through the visuals of, of social media. Right. Well, and maybe that's it. People people can relate to pain and and frustration. Yeah. And so, that brings us to today's topic. Yeah, deal, dealing, dealing with failure. <laughs> yeah, dealing with failure and how you do that, right? So um yeah, and by the way, if you're listening to this show, this is a new show. Uh, this is an extension to our Young Entrepreneur Syndicate, which you can become a member of. If you go to youngentrepreneursyndicate.com, uh, you will find uh, the membership area there. And we offer tons of great stuff on the back end, educational materials. We've got a library of books. You've got access to Rod and myself and Rachel, our marketing expert, through some private coaching as well as our weekly Zoom call. So this, like I said, this is an extension of that. And this week we're talking about dealing with failure. Rod, the first thing that I talked about, really in my opinion, is that I'm not a I'm not a big fan of, of calling it failure. I actually use that opportunity to pivot and then shift into the direction that I need to go and that it will allow me to excel on that. So if I'm if I fail at a, at a business venture or at a task or at a goal, Instead of you know getting down on myself and crawling in a, in a hole, I look at that as an opportunity to pivot, shift, and then excel in the direction I'm going. I mean, what's your approach on on failures? Well, I'll tell you the the first thing I will say is my gut reaction is always to um, be frustrated, sometimes angry with myself, but I've spent my entire life and careers doing after actions reports, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm real big on what what went wrong, what could have I done better. So I, I do that evaluation, but I do spend some time, I don't have pity parties, but I do get the frustration out. And yeah. I there there's something I learned years ago too, and that is you never let your frustrations go down. 
you always take those up. So a mentor or, you know, I, I confide in my spouse. We have a great uh, business and working relationship besides just a, a romantic relationship and a parenting relationship. So she allows me to, to do my venting and that's like a sideways vent, but it never gets vented down. And so have someone that can help you keep on point and on task and say, okay, that did suck. I'm sorry. Now what? You know, have that moment to say, all right, well, it hurt. I, I was frustrated with that. It didn't work out. But that's where you you have to find that pivot point. And sometimes it takes help to get that pivot point because yeah. it's too easy to get sucked down. Yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, the same thing goes with winning, too. You know, uh, when you're winning, in my opinion, it's great to have a day of celebration. But, you know, for me, it's like, OK, I've, I've won the day. How can I keep moving forward and continue to win instead of just putting on the brakes and sitting back going, okay, I've done all I got to do now. Um, and so I kind of treat them both the same, you know, like you said, you know, maybe a little bit of frustration and, and kind of wallow through that, but I definitely don't want to dwell on either one too long, you know, 24, 48 hours, and then just start looking at what the next plan is, what the next step is and continue that path that I was on. That's going to help me achieve my goals, not only for myself, but maybe my family and what I'm trying to do for the company. So, um, you know, pivot, shift, and excel. You know, it's interesting. We talk about uh, being frustrated. I like to talk about detaching my identity, uh, you know, from those thoughts of frustration, right? Like, understand, like, okay, failure is going to happen, but I don't identify as a failure. You know, I think a lot of times people just start I identify, well, I failed at this. I'm not going to be good at anything. And there's a huge pitfall to that. Well, I think you're right. And, and it just dawned on me, too. It's failure is a thing. And we can't let failure be a feeling. That's that's the difference. We have to. That's that detachment you're talking about. Separating failure, the thing. You know, that's just something that happened. It's an event. It's not an emotion. It's not a part of you. It's something that happened to you. But the neat thing is, is it happened in your past. It's it's not happening in your present unless you let it. Yeah. I, I And again, I think people too often identify uh, to what they're being told, you know, and this is a common mistake that, that parents might push onto their kids, you know, well, you're a failure. You're always this, you're always, you know, kids will start to identify as that. So we have to be careful, not only as leaders and parents, what we tell our kids, but also as uh, adults, not to start to identify what people are calling us, because that's on them. It's not on you. It's interesting. You sit on a board, you're on the health board, I'm on the school board. We've been called all kinds of names. You know, could you imagine if we walked out of those meetings, we started identifying at the as the things we've been called? Right. You know, you, you do have to have skin like a rhinoceros. That's what they say. Everything's got to bounce off of you. And that doesn't mean it's easy. And it doesn't mean it comes naturally. That's the other thing. Everybody wants to be liked and, and accepted. That's the, the number one. I heard this on some psychological uh, podcast I was listening to. The number one drive that people have is to be accepted. Even infants, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't come naturally to be rejected or be, you know, people coming against you. But you do just have to take it and say, that's not like you said, it's not me. It's on them. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, people ask me like, gosh, doesn't that bother you? You know, you, you failed or this, or this didn't succeed or this didn't go the right way. Or you know, I hear people calling you names at the school board. Doesn't that bother you? And it's like, no, it doesn't actually, because I don't identify as that. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to listen to what's being said, but I'm not going to identify it as that. Right. And what's interesting when you start really digging into that, you know, the one thing that nobody can take away from us are are the skills that we've learned throughout our life. So even if we fail at something, we still have skills that nobody can take that away, right? And and it's those skills that we can really build up and strengthen, and we can go after more skills so that we can avoid failure in the future. I think people forget about that. Like you bring something to the table. Right. Yeah. And you just you you made it clear just a second ago, too, that failure is an asset. If you look at it as a learning opportunity, failure becomes an asset. And too many people look at failure as a liability. So you failed. Okay. Yeah. Even even marriages. Right. People may have had a failed marriage. That doesn't mean that they're failures. It means that they've learned something from that, hopefully. And that becomes an asset. They're not going to make those same relationship mistakes again. In the business world, you're not going to make those same business mistakes again. You know, you're not going to make the same hiring mistakes again, the same social mistakes. So it's an asset if you treat it as such. And that gets into that whole pivot and switch and, and then move forward. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, Rod, I've had a failed marriage. I've had a failed business. I've had failures at school. Uh, failed investments, but you know what? They've all been learning lessons that have allowed me to excel beyond that lesson, beyond that failure. Now, if I allowed that to define me and I be that became my identity, I'd still be in that same spot that I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, the times that those things happened to me, I'd still be in that same spot. And I, you know, unfortunately, I think we see too many people staying in that spot. You know, they, my my mom, God love her. She, she says, people sit in their own shit because it's warm. And when you really think about that, it's like, <laughs> right. you know what, mom, you're right. People do. Yeah. You get into that, that even it, it becomes a comfort zone, but what a terrible place to get comfortable. Yeah. In failure to get comfortable in failure to get comfortable in, in negativity and self-doubt. That that's not a good place to get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta move on and don't let your emotions influence your decisions either. You know, um, don't allow yourself to get too wrapped up in what's going on and become emotional over that because then when you start making emotional decisions, you're gonna deviate from your plan completely. Now, if you go back to a lot of my podcast recordings, people I've spoken to, or even if you're a member of the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate, we talk a lot about our values and our goals and kind of what our personal mission plan and statement is onto what our business plan might be. And that's 
could be a business plan for yourself, right? Where you're heading. Um, don't allow your emotions to influence the directory, the, the direction you're going or the values that you've established for yourself. You're right. And the other thing we talk about is not only having that plan. A lot of people, they they have a mental plan, right? Wow, that didn't work out. That's not enough. You've got to have a, a written physical plan. It, you have to have something you can rely on, something you can go back to, and it, it puts it on paper. It, it gives you something to focus on besides something yourself. If your plan's in your head, you're going to focus in your head. If your plan's on paper, even if it's failed, right, it's something separate from what's in your head, and then you can deal with it. You can get out of that emotional part really easy if it's about the plan and not about your purpose. Yeah. By, by the way, a little left turn here. I've been enjoying the uh, the game podcast by Alex Hormozzi, H-O-R-M-O-Z-I. Rod, I've sent you a couple of his clips on Instagram. But, you know, he talked about this little, you know, when you start talking about your, your plan and schedules and stuff like that, like I said, it's a little bit of left turn. It says to maximize your day and your plan, break it out in 15-minute increments and see how productive you are every 15 minutes, you know, productive towards what your goal and objective is that day. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a pretty neat insight. You know, I, I talk about finding the white space on your calendar to find opportunity, but if you took that white space and you broke it down into 15 minute increments, you really could be efficient, you know, in, in your work towards achieving a goal. And then his latest show that I listened to was the 10 conversations I had that changed my life. And I listened to that. And I just thought, you know, if you could reflect back on the things that have helped given you that direction and really hone in on them and focus on them, right, you you could find that you're off path. And maybe that's a reason for potential failure. And all it's going to take is, like I said earlier, pivot and shift and go back towards what your plan was. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because listening to other outside influences, even if you don't agree with everything someone says, I guarantee you there's some nugget you can pull out that you can hang your hat on that can help you pivot, can help you shift, can help you stay out of the emotional minefield and get back on task. And so you and I both, Jim, I know we we uh, reach out to other people, we're involved in other activities, other group and podcasts, reading, those are places and ways to get out of your own head and find new focus, helping that pivot, shift, detach things and not get emotional about it. Yeah. Well, a couple of quick things on my end, Rod, to, to wrap this conversation up is, you know, regardless of your the level of your failure, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And all you have to do is work hard to solve your problem and create the solutions to get past that failure. There's always a solution, like what Rod said earlier, you know, reaching up, you know, find that mentor, find that coach, find that person that will help you get to the solution of your problem. It can be solved. So uh, failure is not an option. It's looking past that, getting back on track with what your own personal business plan is, what your values are, what your goals are, and you can get there, right? And the way I look at it, and this is my final statement, is you can grow from your failures. We've already touched on that. To me, failure is an opportunity to do something different, do it better, and redirect and see that success at the end of the tunnel. 
I think it's great. Here's my final reminder. You can't look good and get better at the same time. I'll say it again. You can't look good and get better at the same time. Getting better requires falling down, skin, knees, you know, you sweat. <laughs> you, you're not going to look good all the time. <laughs> says, says, Rod, says Rod Koontz with a black eye because he got into a fight with a tree filled with ice. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. It hurt like crap. Crazy. I'll, I'll tell you a quick, Jim. Can we have time for one quick story on that? Of course. The neighbor lady sees neighbor lady sees blood running down my face, right? <laughs> and she says, oh, my gosh, can I get you a Band-Aid? And I said, starts affecting my vision, then you can go get me a Band-Aid. Otherwise, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm here to work. I'm not getting sidetracked by a, a knock on the nose and a little bit of blood on my face. You just, you keep working till it's done. That, but no, I don't need a Band-Aid. <laughs> that's right. Hey, look, thanks for tuning in to the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate podcast. This is uh, on the Answers Yes podcast channel. So we appreciate you finding us. If you're interested in hearing these, these calls more in-depth, or if you want to be on a live Q&A, consider becoming a member of the Young Entrepreneur Syndicate. You can find us on the web. And by the way, we are always about supporting our members and moving them along their own personal journeys. One of our members, Clayton Carroll, who's at the Instagram page, ready.player.win, launched his book today, Ready Player Win. And I want to congratulate Clayton on that. And, uh, you know, he's working towards a bestseller status today. So, Clayton, congratulations to you. Thanks for being a Young Entrepreneur's member. And uh, if you're listening to this, reach out and get that book, man. He's got some great lessons in there. So, Rod, we'll talk to you later. Look forward to our next show. Always a pleasure, Jim. Thanks. <laughs>